0: Oh. Ah. I mean, people would come to me and say, GT, you have a great voice, you have this. And even when they would say all those things, I, I really, I knew I could sing. But then the gravity at which people were coming, it was just, I just couldn't deny it, you know. They kept coming and saying, wow, the guy with the good voice, the guy with the, you know. I, I now became, the <laughs> I became the guy with a good voice. People don't call me GT anymore. They'll be like, that guy can't sing. I'm, I'm on the road walking. I mean, it was, it was more like music found me or people, People just chose me. My father told me life is not a this
1: is Origins Africa podcast, where we explore the origin stories of people who have made and are making their dreams come true, asking the what, the when, the how, and the why. I'm Oshie, and over the next two weeks, we'll meet Olaulu Olubemiro Tokumbo, whom we popularly know as GT the Guitar a singer guitarist and a producer. On this episode, you hear JT talk about growing up in what he called a broken home. He'll talk about the defining moment that shaped his decision to pursue music as a career, how he got his first guitar, the moment he got signed into Stom Records and then taking a break from pursuing his dream, music. When am I gonna be what I want to be? When am I gonna see what I want to see? Time is ticking and I can't wait no more. Do dreams ever come true in this part of this world? Those words are from the song Dreamer by GT the Gitterman, the artistic side of Olau Ulukbe Tokumbo, as GT likes to say. Such powerful lyrics that song has, echoing the cries of many young individuals even today. When will my dreams come true? As a young boy back then, I remember listening and crooning to the song and also attempting the falsetto in some of his other songs cause GT's got some crazy falsetto range with his pretty thin voice. Don't ask me if I was able to hit those notes. But last year, 2021, I knew that I wanted to interview GT on Origins Africa podcast, if anything at all, to ask just one question. 2021 made it 16 years since he released the song Dreamer. Was GT still curious about when he was going to be what he wanted to be or had his dreams come true? Indeed, we asked, what was GT's response? Stay tuned to find out. What I can say now, however, is that GT's origin story is an important story to tell as we strive to curate a balance of stories of Africans in Africa who have made and are making their dreams come true. It is the story of a young man who had a dream to be heard all over the world through his music and who gave that dream a shot. Indeed he was heard but along the way he got frustrated, gave up on the dream for some time and went on to do something else. But today GT is back pursuing that dream with renewed passion like he never left. I apologize for the audio quality of this interview there had been some background noise during the recording which we have tried to salvage. Kindly bear with us. Thank you. So let's get right to the beginning of GT's origin story. The name GT comes from his initials, Bimiro and Tokumbo, and that was a stage name up until his first encounter with his then CEO, Obiasika of Storm Records. After which he became GT, the Guitar Man.
0: GT actually is just um, my initial, Gamero. G for Gbemiro, T for Tokumbo. And the Guitar Man thing um, it was when um, I mean I can remember my first time at, at um, the Storm Records Studio. Um, my former CEO, my then CEO, the, um, Obi Asika, he was like, um, "Young man, what's your name?" And I was like, um, "GT." And I was like, "Henceforth, you will be called GT, the Guitar Man." And that was it. And we got stuck. <laughs> I guess it was because uh, I, I mean because because uh, I
1: play the guitar obviously. As the name Tokumbo implies, G.T. was born in the U.K. and came to Nigeria with his family when he was about two years old.
0: I was born in um, East Dollish, Grove, U.K., and um, just a little like um, we only spent like two years in U.K. and then we came back to Nigeria. I, I um, I've been in Nigeria all my life aside those from um two years initial two years that I spent in the UK and um I grew up in Ahmedabad in the heart of Tzu in my parents and um but uh, I didn't really get to spend too much time with my dad cuz he he I mean broken home situation and so I was raised by my mom and and we along with um, two other kids my elder sister, Opoyemi, and, me, and uh, my kid brother, Nii. Uh, and they are both doing very well now, and I'm really proud of them. You know, secondary school was um, Amuo Daufin High School and Mefla Secondary School, Ikene. And um, university was Lasu. I did part-time, studied economics in Lasu. Growing up pretty much was the same with every other Nigerian. Um, out there you know it was it wasn't like it was more of struggle you know I didn't have a father figure to look up to had to I had to um, be a man you know myself and um, you know it it was it was just fun it was fun you know um, seeing life unravel before you you know I mean my dad left when I was like 11 or 10 or thereabouts. you know I was the first first son and um, first son and um, second child, I-, I had to be a man. I had to be there for my mom. I had to. I mean, I knew it was it was pretty difficult for her um, having to raise three kids by herself. You know, so I had to. I mean, I think that's that's where. Um, music found me, sort of, because, I mean, they say, um, they say necessity is the, <laughs> is the mother of, um, you, know, so, it's, it's, okay. yeah. you know, so, I mean, I've, I've always, I've my sojourn into the music industry uh, started with my dad anyway, I mean, I had to give him credit for that because he, he had a huge collection of Ebenezer Obey, um, Ebenezer Aoube, Oye Kanwenu, Shinopitas and the likes. And we would sing and just, you know, just have fun. Then my sister also joined um, the choir and um, she would bring songs home. We would both sing together. And that was how music started for me. Music was more of that escape route for me.
1: Curiously, we asked GT if growing up, he had wished his folks hadn't returned from the UK, and he had grown up there with his family.
0: Of course, I mean, th- th- there was that moment when you know I I was like, I mean, I, that was even what inspired Dreamer, you know, when um, um, I mean, I was I was denied of my right of abode, you know, and um, I got home, and that was what inspired Dreamer. So I mean, there was that moment of me wondering why, you know. Uh, why, you know, why in Nigeria, for for instance, why Nigeria, why not UK? I mean, I have their birth certificate, I, had. I have every document that you can imagine. But, I mean, Nigeria
1: is home. <laughs> now growing up, GT was a daddy's boy and his dad had wanted him to become a pilot.
0: Well, I remember my dad wanted me to be uh, a pilot, I think, yeah, back then. He was always telling me, you're going to be a pilot, you know. but Look at me now, Did you accept at
1: me. it that you were going to be a pilot? It was more what he said.
0: You felt- I mean, oh. I, I mean, b- b- with a this boy back then, you know, you would you would want to just, uh, daddy wants me to be a pilot. Yeah, you know, it felt good. You know, just, just, um, you know, it felt good then having that dream of um, pilots of being a pilot. But then. I think when he left, it just um, the dream left for him. So, being a daddy's boy, how did
1: his dad leaving when he was about eleven years old affect him?
0: It was pretty difficult. It was difficult. I mean, nobody growing up with a dad. I I, I really do not advise anyone to try to grow up with their without their kids. You know, because I mean, I know forstand the kind of pain that kids feel you know it's it's quite trauma it's it's traumatic for them you know it's like every relationship really if if when a relationship ends you know adults cry go into all sort of nasty things but kids really do not know how to express these things they feel it but they do not know what to turn to Uh, when um, when relationships end Adults will go into drugs, will go into drinking, go into all sorts of but kids do not have where to pour all that um, thing you know and I think it did it did affect me, but it made me stronger. So, so at the end of the day, you know, and thank God for music, I, I, I mean music was able to keep me grounded. M- music kept me grounded.
1: GT's dad leaving also affected him in school. He repeated a class while at Mayflower Secondary School, and later left to a more toughing high school in Lagos State. I repeated
0: in Mayflower, and I left. And, and I feel that's. I mean, my my, my dad left home uh, in in G S when I was in GSS two, and then um, it, it, the descent started from there. You know, I mean, I, I kept doing terribly um, at maths. I mean, math was one thing I couldn't just, you know. But then SS1, I repeated. Then I moved to amur to Lagos State. I'm of in high school and I became the best student in mathematics in, in oh, a year. okay. <laughs> and I became, I became, not bad, like, the best student, but I became, okay. I became one of the best, one of the best students in, in mathematics. I mean, I was in commercial <laughs> class and I would go to, I would go to science class to study with them, uh, with their further maths thing. I mean, I, I made my old levels in SS2. So, I mean, it, so was it a change in environment or was it that, <laughs> Or oh, what happened? What was your... <laughs> I really, I really wouldn't be able to... I, I really can't explain, but I feel being far away... I mean, Mayflower was boarding house, you know, so being far away from love, being far away from home, you know, maybe it affected me, you know, but, but I mean... Yeah, I'll still give um, Mayflower the credit for who... and uh, for shaping me to, to this kind of guy, you know. I remember life in Mayflower, I mean, we would wake up 5.15, first thing we they would wake up with cane and uh, straight on the field where we to exercise and um, i mean mefla just taught me self reliance actually because there's this program that we we usually have called self reliance program they would they would just send all of us into the bush for the for 24 hours you're supposed to fend for yourself you know and uh, programs like that kind of you know helped me you know, shaping myself into this person that you see today. There's this song I I used to sing a lot, and um, it's from Mayflower Secondary School. Um, uh, I thank whatever God it may be for my unconquerable soul. You know, and it's like um, a Christian hymn also. It, it says, how tough a night that covers me, black as the peat from pole to pole. I think whatever God it may be for my own concrete so. Amazing song. And I feel, I feel, um, I feel the, 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 the difference then was just the fact that I was closer to my mom you know and i i was in, i was just closer to my mom so that was what did it for me once in amwood
1: high school gt began developing his musical career and knew he wanted to be a musician
0: throughout my stay in amwood high school i I'd already I already started developing my musical career to that point where i knew i was going to be a musician you know so it was even me studying economics was not my original plan, it was just, it was just to just, you know, let, um, just get a degree or whatever, which I eventually didn't get, by the way. I would come to that
1: shortly. So, what were the defining moments that made G.T. realize that it was music he wanted to pursue as a career, while at Amour Duffin High School?
0: Ah. I mean, people would come to me and say, GT, you have a great voice, you have this. You know, and even when they would say all those things, I I really, I knew I could sing, but then the gravity at which people were coming, it was just, it was, it was, I just couldn't deny it, you know i mean they kept they kept coming and saying wow the guy with the good voice the guy with the you know i, I now became the, <laughs> i became the guy with a good voice people don't call me GT anymore they'll be like that guy can't sing i'm, I'm on the road walking and <laughs> like, have you heard that guy sing you know so i mean it was it was more like music found me or people people just chose me sort of to... and where were you singing that and churches i would not not i never joined the choir by the way but i would minister in different churches and i also joined several groups um i can remember the very first group i joined um the bo- boy bands um I, I, my very first group was with my um uh, my childhood friends uh, wale Oshadari and um, shegu obaseki they are both, wale is a ba- is a lawyer now is is a big-time lawyer and Shergo is a businessman you know they are both not um, interested in music anymore then I left there I joined another one called um okay the first one is called Piers of Gloves yeah which with um I mean I don't The reason why we chose that name I really cannot tell you know but I'm sure Wale if you're listening while you chose pairs of gloves, you need to explain it to us why you did. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the second one was on Tempo and Excel with um, two of my very good friends also, um, Dapofalade and Kido. Very amazing, talented guys. I mean, it, it it's, sometimes when I think of the fact that they they do not sing anymore, I mean it really breaks my heart. But then I'm happy to be the one carrying the um, the torch on their behalf. You know. And I I hope I'm representing them well, you know, <laughs> and I would do more. But at what
1: point did GT start playing the guitar?
0: I started playing the guitar around, I think, 2001, 2002, about 2002 I think. Okay. I mean, I met this guy, I met this guy, John Acombi. Um, He was always um, carrying his guitar everywhere. And um, I, I approached him. I was like, um, Uncle John, I'd like to touch your guitar. I just wanted to touch. It wasn't even to play. And he gave me the opportunity. I touched it and uh, I, I asked him if, if, if um, he would be willing to teach me how to play. And he said, I need to get my guitar first. Then I started saving. I couldn't save enough money then. I could remember I, I had this um, paint bucket and I wrote, I wrote something on it, like, um, help buy a guitar box. Don't just do the talks, but put your hand in your purse and bring something tangible for horse, But whatever, whatever. And everybody that visited then, I remember I was, I was telling them to contribute that I'd like to get a, a guitar. But only a few people contributed. And um, I mean, I, I would draw lines on planks, and pretend as if I was playing the guitar. And uh, I remember I would also... I would also... I'd, I already started downloading books. Even before having a guitar, a physical guitar, I already started downloading books. I already started locking myself. And then John, start, um, John gave me the key to his flat. Because, I mean, he saw how I was... I was, my willingness to learn, he saw it. Then he started giving me keys to his, his flat. He gave me his guitar to practice with sometimes. And then a friend of mine, Samuel Epma Young, gave me his old guitar. I did repair works on it and I started and that was how it started.
1: So, albeit Gt knew after leaving secondary school that it was music he wanted to pursue as a career, he enrolled for a part-time economics program at the Lagos State University, Lasso.
0: I wanted a situation whereby I would make mama proud, you know, I mean, going into music, uh, she didn't really like it as a den. You know, she wanted me to obviously go to school <laughs> and get great, good grades like my siblings. But then um, I paid myself through school anyway. Actually, I got, I got into LASU the year i think it was the year i got um, signed to storm okay i got on i got on storm records and the first thing i did was okay let me i got a part time form to study economics so it took about 4 years after
1: leaving secondary school in 2001 before gt gained admission what was happening with gt during the 4 year period
0: i was learning i was um i was performing i wrote jam a few times i um Um, I couldn't, for some funny reasons, my friends were always passing jam. And I wrote it like twice, and I told myself I wasn't going to write jam again. I was going to focus on my music, and that was it. I was performing at different shows. I was um, like uh, shows like uh, church shows, and I was rehearsing with my band. You know, pretty much that was what I was.
1: So, how did GT get signed into Storm Records in 2005? Find out after the short break. I'm Oshaye and you're listening to Origins Africa Podcast. Hi, dear listener. If you love our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and Apple Podcast. You can also send us a tweet or comment on Instagram at Origins AF. We love to read from you. Nope's not later. Yes, I read your mind. Do it now. Thanks a lot. Also click the subscribe button and share with a friend. Let's make a difference together. One origin story at a time. Catch our one-to-one newsletter, where we share with you one lesson, two quotes, and one question from each episode published. You'll find it at originsafrica.substack.com. originsafrica.substack.com. If you like it, Please click the like button, leave a comment, share with a friend and subscribe. Also, you can now watch video snippets of some of our guest interviews. Simply go to Origins Africa Podcast on YouTube, Origins Africa Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, like our videos and share. Let's make a difference together, one origin story at a time. Hi guys, welcome back to Origins Africa podcast. So between 2001 and 2005, after leaving secondary school, GT had no success with a jam examination. So he spent time honing his craft and performing, until 2005.
0: 2005, I was pasting posters for a Valentine's Day show. Um, my fr- a friend of mine, uh, with, with, with two of my friends, Alex Okafor and um, Ola. So I mean, the event, um, the organizer of the event, Yakobo, uh, my Olaz brother, he just gave us posters that we should help advertise the event. Sounds time the late Sounds town was on the bill. Oma Baba number one was on the bill. Um, blackface. A few um, comedians, a few musicians. so I was really excited that at least I'm doing something for an industry that I am going to be a part of event ready. I wasn't even thinking of performing. I was just hoping that I would get to see them from afar. <laughs> I'll probably just you know then okay. um, then, then I, I summoned courage to um, talk to my friend that let me help uh, um, me talk to you Egbo, now because Yakobo then was a lecturer in Lasso. Help me talk to you now. I would like to perform if you would give me the opportunity. Then I approached him and he was like, oh, you sing? I said, yes, I can sing. I have a guitar. And he was like, okay, bring it now. Tomorrow, bring your guitar. Let me listen to what you can do. Then I performed a few songs. He was blown away. He said I was going to open the show. I did some of Beautiful Nobia songs and some of my songs. I mean, I didn't really have too many songs then. Uh, but I mean, uh, well, I, I had songs, but not just as much as I do now. Uh, and um, I and he, he heard me perform. He was like, "GT, don't worry, you're gonna be performing on. The, you're gonna be opening the show on that day." And that was it. You know, on the day of the event. When you I, heard, were you scared before you performed? Were you anxious or you excited? I was excited. I mean, like for some funny reasons, even till now, I still get stage fright. But it's it's not it's nothing. When I get on stage, it's gone. It's I really don't. I feel there's always that feeling like okay I hope it goes fine that comes with every I mean before every performance but once you get on stage it fizzles you know so the day came and I performed and um, I opened I opened the show Omar Baba number one saw me and they started managing me and, um, it took me to Night of a Thousand Laughs, took me to all the comedy events they were organizing then. And, um, I was just enjoying living celebrity life as, <laughs> you know, and then Night of a Thousand Laughs really was, was the high point. It was the high point because, I mean, I was, Ali was the MC and it was in Abuja. It was also my very first um, paid event. I was paid 20,000 there and, um, I also was able to, I was on the aircraft for the very first time. So it was quite, um, it was quite amazing, you know. And um, what happened again? Okay, so on the day of the, on stage, people were spraying me money. <laughs> people sprayed like people came out, they sprayed me money. And um, and I also won a record deal on stage. I mean, I think a lot came on stage and it was like the young man that just performed right now has won himself a record deal, Or Orango, I think it was Tang Records back then. You know, and I kept, after the event, I kept on doing my stuff. Um, I kept, Omoba kept managing me. And the 20K, we used it to buy a phone. I think it was an Akat- Akatel phone and a SIM. <laughs> and, um uh, <laughs> I mean, I kept, I kept performing at different events and saying so that...
1: before Storm Records.
0: Yeah, yeah. Storm, do anything yeah. with
1: the Rangu Records?
0: No, I didn't, I didn't. I mean, for some reasons, um, Mama Baba, my manager then, he didn't, he felt that um, we have the opportunities of scoring a bigger label. You know, so we felt okay, let's wait okay. and you know, let's see the opportunities that are still available. If this was your
1: first big event, how then were you managing yourself and um, earning a living
0: since you left secondary school? Oh, well, um, my mom was always feeding me, like that's that's one, and then for some for some funny reason, I mean, well, Omar Baba was my manager, so he, he was pretty much responsible for some of some stuff. Like he was someone I could always, you know, tell, uh, and at some point I was staying with him. So okay. continue. in 2005, um, a friend of mine knocked my window and he was like, uh, GT, what's up? I said, um, I'm fine that he would like to introduce me to someone that I should pick my guitar. I said, who he said Dari Ataladea. I was like, okay, really? I think then Dari just won. he it just, um, it just left project. What was he on? No, he was on Nigerian. No, West African Idol, I think, it was it was a participant. It, it came toured on West African Idol program. Then <laughs> so he just got back. I mean, I met Dariot Alade. I, I I met Dariat Alade, and that was just it. He picked up his phone and he called Storm Records. After after performing, you know, we we had this um, we had this crazy session. We were just he was on his keyboard. I was on my guitar. We we sang for for hours. You know, and then he picked up his phone and he was like, um, you are the very first person I'm picking up my phone and calling for. You know, I've never done this before. And then he he fixed the meeting with Storm Records. um, And um, a few months later, I met Obi Asika, the CEO of Storm Records, and that was it. He signed me on the spot. My signing wasn't the conventional signing, um, the artist signing that comes with car cars and uh, um, a sign-on fee and all that but it came with uh, it came with with a family you know because storm records I saw storm records I, I, well I still see them as family the, the storm the defunct storm records obiasica is like my father and um, um it was great it was amazing we did a lot of great stuff we made a lot of great eats we made a lot of great hits. We um, we were able to tour, uh, you know, Nigeria. We were able to tour Africa. We, I mean, great performances. Like I was part of a um Jasmine all of things a Kohile featuring Sasha, Daria Talade. Um and that was that was a that was a very huge um, tune back then in 2007. I think it was very huge for. Um, that small me to be on that platform to rub shoulders with those industry giants, you know, it was it was quite big. And then I eventually released Dreamer, which was, which which actually shocked me. I mean, the response. I mean, I, 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 from performing the song in different at different events, I, I knew that that song was special. But then. I I wasn't expecting what the recording, you know, you know, the recording just did, you know, amazing stuff for me. I was, um, I recorded it in Abuja with um, TY Mix. We recorded seven songs in four days. Yeah, seven songs, seven songs in four days. That's Dreamer, Truly, um, a song called You. A song called "I Don't Wanna." We did the um, the remix of "Dreamer" with featuring Nato C. We also did uh, which other song? We did a song called "Kinematique." Then we did a song called "Your Loving." Those were the seven songs we recorded in four days. And they was they were originally supposed to be demos. They were just they were just supposed to be demos. So we we were supposed to work with Kobams, I think, and. Um, Then I got back to Lagos with the songs and Obi Asikar, my CEO, was like, these are amazing songs and we started promoting them and that that was just it.
1: Like we said at the beginning, we asked 2021 and made it 16 years since G.T. released the song Dreamer. Was G.T. still curious about when he was going to be what he wanted to be or had his dreams come true?
0: Okay, so one very confusing thing, yeah, is that, I mean, because people keep asking, they keep saying G.T., as your dream country, my dream was to be heard, yeah? My dream was to be heard and I was heard, you know, and to, to date, even, even though, like, GT is um, easily the most underrated musician in Nigeria right now. And I feel when, when you say someone is underrated, I feel what it means is that he still has a lot to offer you know, and thankfully the future is now, you know, and um, there's just so much that I'm, that I'm ready to do, you know, and they say old wine tastes better. Yeah. I feel, I definitely feel that I taste better now, you know, um, I, I made a lot of mistakes, personal mistakes, you know, and, um, but then life is a journey. It's not a destination. You know, the, the fact is, Um music is something that I love. And music is something that I would always have. Music is something that I would always share. You know, sometimes I would leave the scene, sometimes I would, you know, sometimes I would decide not to want to sing again. But whenever I do, I would communicate and I'll talk to my people. And we went a bit further
1: in those moments when GT felt like he didn't want to sing. Were there triggers, were there stuff that happened that led him to want to take a break?
0: I can remember when I left Storm Records. I left Storm Records in 2010, 2011. They just dropped the album. I wasn't comfortable with the way they were pushing the music. I wasn't comfortable with a lot of things. And then I decided we're to leave. weren't pushing
1: something. it so much or when you say you're uncomfortable, what do you mean?
0: They weren't putting in as much passion as I expected and coupled with the fact that my contract already expired and I felt, OK, let me, I mean, with a kind of um, goodwill and the love the brand was getting then, I felt, I felt that I could just launch myself out and, you know, just um, put my fate in my, in my hands, you know. But then it became, it, it was quite difficult. You know, I, the things that I thought would be easy were hard. The things I thought would be hard were easy. I, I mean, I, I I got a lot of, a lot of love from people. I mean, people shot free videos for me. People shot, uh, people recorded my songs for free. I actually left Storm on Zero Naira. You know, so it was pretty difficult to pay for the seemingly simple things. You know, and, um, yeah, but i got a lot of love i got a lot of promotion from uh, some from radio stations who were vibing to um, the gt brand but then it was just not enough you know it wasn't it wasn't enough to kick start the, um, the brand and i decided okay let me let me try my hands on business and business became something that it, business is like a world in a different world entirely you know so it was just it was difficult to want to do business and also concentrate on music so like i was losing the grip and until last year i mean it's funny it took me it wasn't like i wasn't pushing music really while i was doing the business thing i was still trying to push music but it was hard it was just and people would just keep saying gt where 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 are you but they don't know that <laughs> they don't know what you're going through, that you're also trying to balance things to make good music for them.
1: So, GT took a break from music and segued into business. What was his surgeon into business like, and what made him decide in 2020 to pursue music fully once again? What were GT's mistakes along the way, his embarrassing moments, and life lessons? Find out next week on Origins Africa podcast. In the meantime, when we recorded this interview, we had just recently lost an industry titan, Sound Sultan, who greatly influenced GT's music journey. So we got a few words from GT.
0: Sound Sultan is someone who we all see has um, a prophet. Is one of um, the most upright um, men you would ever come across, you know, in your lifetime. Um, he is someone who is always there for people. He goes out of his way to be there for people. It's just an epitome of a righteous, righteous man, basically for me. Um, my, I mean, I got introduced to his music many years ago, just the same way everybody um, got to um, know about him. Um, I heard Jack Bajantis and I was blown away. And um, I mean, a few years, later i decided to um, pursue a musical career myself and then i was lucky enough to meet to meet him and it was it was just so sweet and nice always advising always um, trying to you know be of support you know great guy i mean his musical ingenuity is something that um i mean i i i, I do not think anybody possess what sam sultan has you know, he is just, um, he, he, you, you, you You listen to some of his songs, they've gotten philosophical messages, messages that other people would not dare um, want to express. Is 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 a man and I respect him. May his gentle soul rest in peace. My thoughts and prayers with his family, I pray they are able to, you know, just understand that he's not dead and he's still with us. You know, in spirits, you know,
1: and on death, generally.
0: I really don't get shocked any long anymore when people when I hear of the news of people dying. You know, I mean, I've lost too many people to, you know, it's just it's just um, a reminder of how people life is, and how we would all be gone someday. You know, and. Um, I, like I wrote, I wrote a song recently, and I've been I've been singing it a lot. Though it says nothing we will carry come nothing we will carry go. You know, when my time is done, may I leave this world empty? You know, um, I'm just hoping that by the time that you know I would join Sound and and not my ancestors. You know, I would I would be able to beat my chest and say that you know I did everything humanly possible. You know, to you know, enjoy life, to to live my life to the fullest, you know.
1: Thank you for listening to our show this week. If you liked it, do leave us a review, a comment, and share with your friends. Tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, and to tell another friend. We would also love to read from you. So please, do send us a tweet or leave a comment on Instagram at originsaf you can also write to us at originsafricapodcast at gmail.com. Remember, do subscribe at wherever you get your podcast: Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, amongst others. Catch our one-to-one newsletter where we share with you one lesson, two quotes, and one question from each episode published. You find it at originsafrica.com. Dot sub com. And of course, if you like it, please click the like button, leave a comment, share with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe. I'm Oshaya and you've been listening to Origins Africa podcast. Bye for now.
0: My father told me life is not a bed of roses. You gotta put your way to the man